All right, Line of Basketball Podcast, episode 139, January 15th, 2023, is the day of today, of the date, and such. Of all right. that. Uh, all right. Uh, Another solid intro. Good work. Very well. That was one of my better ones. I, if I had to rank them all <laughs> out of the 139, that was top 25. Uh, Illinois winning against Michigan State. My predictions continue to be dominant. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, I mean, I I was what did I have seventy one sixty three? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. I mean, that's even though I pretty, did say that close. I didn't didn't want to take the eight points at the half, but that was a different story. <laughs> yeah, uh, Illinois. I want to say that most of this game, Michigan State controlled, right? Yep. I, I mean. <clears throat> This this was a game where at halftime you were wondering, uh, you know, where's Coleman Hawkins? Where's the offense that we've seen the last two games? Um, besides Terrence Shannon Jr., there wasn't much. Um, Dane Danger was really good in the first half. Um, so, yeah, but he, they fa- found a way to win. It ended up being a, a pretty convincing win. So uh, we'll start with our pogs like we always do. I went with uh, Dane Danger. The Baylor boys carried Illinois this game, I think. Um, 32 minutes, 8 of 12 from the field, 4 of 5 from the line. Give me give me that, Dane. Where did, he go? did he go 2 for 2 in the uh, Nebraska game? Uh, I th- think so, yeah. Jesus, he's starting uh, to cook fire. from the line. Yeah, uh, 20 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, 2 blocks, only 1 turnover. Uh, Illinois, really good. Uh limiting their turnovers this game a team that averages 15 uh only five this game so handle the ball better uh that's how you win these games where you know sometimes things aren't going your way um at first half you know shots aren't falling matthew meyer gets hot in the second half but dane danger really just he keeps impressing me uh more and more every game uh his footwork the way he had his touch around the rim is is really nice. Uh, he had that one fadeaway left hook, and I'm I'm top row at State Farm Center screaming no, and it I, it just it was so sorry like bounced around a few times, fell in. Okay, keep doing it. Um, his defense uh, again is really good. Um, he he was the better big in this game with Sissoko. Uh, he he bodied Sissoko underneath when he had the ball. So uh, you, you, you continue to like Dane's game and you feel like Illinois is going to continue to work to hit the ball to him. They've changed some things. They're running more of, you know, what they did with Kofi uh, and using Dane instead. So, I, and I felt like the team did a better job of getting Dane the ball this game than they did against Nebraska. He was open a lot against Nebraska where they wouldn't get him the ball and they were making sure that they got him touches, especially when, you know, Terrence Shannon starts off hot. Illinois is kind of faltering on offense, it seemed like, and and he found a way to get it to Dane. Uh, second half, they they got him deeper, um, and and Dane said, "quote felt like I wore them down to get deeper positioning." Um, so so Dane continues again. He I think this is the most minutes he's played all year. He played thirty two. Um, and Illinois is going to have to keep relying on him to be a, a dominant big in the Big Ten. So uh, about his free throw shooting, he was asked about it. Um, he said, quote, I felt like I was rushing some of my free throws. 
I just make my routine a little bit slower. So I guess he, he goes around the back a little bit slower now. Takes a little breath. I hate that he goes around his back every time he shoots a free throw. But it's old school. <laughs> um, and then him and Meyer, of course, were in the uh, post game together. And Matthew Meyer said on Dane, <clears throat> "quote I think he is the best defensive big in the country. We are the same height, and I have a six foot ten wingspan, and he has a seven foot seven wingspan. <laughs> it's not even fair. That's insane. He's got a seven seven wingspan. So yeah, he's definitely not the best defensive big in the country. But he's good." Yeah. Uh, Jay, what's up? Uh, Jay says, where would this team be without the transfer portal? Uh, Five and 12. <laughs> Jeremy, not sure many people realize Dane and Matt are the same heights. We will continue to block eight plus shots a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I, I thought that Dane had a couple inches on him. I didn't realize they were both six, nine. Are they both six, nine? Is that correct? Or six, ten? Six Matthew nine, is not six ten, is he? Six nine, six nine, yeah. Nine, nine. Six, nine, seven, seven wings. That's what they talked about. You know, Dane's length is so much longer than Cooper. He also has forty five pounds on Meyer as well. Yeah, we can't jump like Matthew Meyer can because uh, every shot seemed to get blocked by Matthew Meyer this game. Yeah, well, that's my player of the game, obviously. Um, you know, I've been, I've been defending been on Meyer tails all season. All season. <laughs> he should give me a shout out. Yeah. Uh, but when he said he could be, he wants to be defensive player of the year. I mean, if he was going to do it through block shots, then he, if he did this <laughs> yeah. every game, you know, he'd have a chance, but right. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's how you get defensive player of the year, but no, you probably need to be I, a bit of a better cause, perimeter. Cause two, two, two or three of those were on like runouts, right. Where he, he caught up with the guy. And blocked yeah. him. The last one I think was on the three point desperation. So yeah. Um, uh, any update on Harris? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about. It, but I'll tell you now. Um, he's good to go for tomorrow. It was a bruise on his knee, um, so he is okay for tomorrow. Yeah, Zach. Zach's on it. Uh, Meyer, thirty minutes, seven for twelve from the field, three for six from three, two for two from the line, nineteen points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, six blocks, one turnover. Uh, I thought you saw a little bit of the bad, but mostly good in this game. I would say the example of the bad would be, uh, I think he had like a missed shot and then a stupid foul yeah. on a possession. Yeah, uh, He did have four fouls, but they played him with it. They, so. play, they played him with – Brad played him with two in the first half, yeah. and then he got his fourth with like ten minutes left. Yeah. And, and Brad left him in. I think a big part of that was because the offense was literally just running through him. Yeah. Um, Matt said in the post game, I got a, I got a good bucket. And then coach Underwood started running plays for me. I think he is one of the best coaches I've seen at running plays for people that are hot. We were running the same play every single time for like 15 possessions. So, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. You're, it, it was just like, you could tell that Matthew Meyer was ready to take. He hit that third, which was, I mean, he didn't even look, yeah, our internet's going to crap. So, uh, hopefully, yeah, you guys can still good. hear us. <laughs> I can, I can um, hear most of what you're saying. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and and Underwood was asked about you know how they got the offensive going, and he just said, "quote Throw the ball to Matt." We lit- literally ran twelve play, uh, one play, twelve times. So, uh, I thought it was Matthew Meyer afterwards uh, after the game of the post game. 
he uh, apologized for his uh, rant a few weeks ago. Um, and he said, I got to give props to Coach Underwood. He is very aggressive, dominant type of guy, but his main goal is to win. He has made some amazing adjustments and has changed our traje- trajectory. Our offense is completely different and our defense is completely different. We don't even run the press anymore. Coach Underwood has done an amazing job and it's only up from here. Sounds like Matthew <clears throat> Meyer doesn't want to hustle. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, he pretty much described him as if he was Tony Soprano there. I mean, that was a little, <laughs> little much. Uh, but I think it's good. You know, I, I understand, you know, he was frustrated, aired it out. Um, it sounds like Underwood talks to him and Shannon and Coleman and asks <clears throat> them, you know, what we do, what, what should we do? Uh, Underwood said in the post game that he, he, literally asked Matthew Meyer what play he wanted to run for, for himself. So, um, yeah, it, it, he literally, Matthew Meyer took this game over and I think without him, Illinois probably loses this game. What was your favorite play that he made in this game? Uh, probably the step back three that he got from Epps to tie it up was my, like, I didn't like, I didn't think that was a good shot, but Matthew Meyer is going to Matthew Meyer. So. Well, the announcer said if he makes this, they're going to go nuts. It was yeah. like Tiger Woods at yeah. Scottsdale and yeah. 97. Or actually, or I'll, I'll take that back. The one where he got to the lane, missed it on the one side, and then had that nice rebound reverse layup. That that was probably mine. I think mine was the one where he hit the three and it like didn't even hit the net. That yeah. Was, that was yeah. sick. Uh, he did say about the, the three that he airballed, he said he was just tired. So. Yeah, uh, we got some some things here, Jeremy. Sometimes Dane's vertical or lack thereof helps him, and can get to the second jump faster. Yeah, I think I think Dane's very good at staying on his feet. That's that's where I think Kofi had problems is that he would jump for everything, and he'd he'd always be late to it instead of just putting his hands up and using his length. Um, Dane's very good at knowing that he's long, and and can just stand there, and he's gonna disrupt shots so do you think dane danger is a potential like two years from now if he's still at illinois do you think he's an all-american type i think he could be in his fourth season i think he could i hope he stays yeah i i, I think he likes it here so he better uh, if he transfers again he's got to sit out right uh jay says big changes since uh clark left coincidence don't know but i feel like the new offense and defensive adjustments um, I can already tell I'm going to get sick about talking about this. Yeah, I I hate the sick the of talking about this. My bad. Uh, narrative, and we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about Sky later uh, with Brad Underwood's post game stuff because um, Izzo made kind of an offhand comment that I wasn't really happy that he would make a comment like that. But you know, Izzo seemed really salty. Maybe the saltiest coach that lost Illinois this season, other than Mick Cronin. I would say. Yeah, Izzo made a comment. Yep. Uh, the reverse layup in traffic was crazy. I agree. That was shades of Michael Jordan, folks. Uh, Jay said that that's thing funny, but that's the thing funny about basketball. If it goes in, it's a great shot. If it doesn't, it's a bad one. Yeah, I probably yelled no more than anybody else uh, watching Illinois play. So, um, uh, Terrence Shane Jr. Uh, 34 minutes, 5 of 13, 1 of 5 from 3, 6 of 6 from the line, 17 points. 
He had 15 of Illinois' first 19 Are you points. sure that there's not a D on the end of his name, his first name? Terrence. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, <laughs> but, at, least but, I, uh, at least I use an E and 7A. you got to be happy with that, right? You, you, you had that right. Just a little, <laughs> little mishap at the end. I'll say this. Um, Terrence Shannon is probably the difference between Illinois. Illinois is probably down double digits in yeah. the first half if he's not yeah. coming out like this. And, and obviously Michigan State had no answer for him. At all, he was getting to the rim at ease, made a three, uh, slowed down a lot, obviously, because he literally scored 15 of the first 19 and then had two points in the second half, and they were free I throws. Think, I think they said that I was re watching the game, um, and I think they said that he only took three more attempts, like up into like the eight minute mark in the second half or something. Um, yeah. seemed like Michigan State made a pretty good adjustment on him, uh, whatever that might have been. I don't know if they switched who was guarding him um, or what. Like I said, I hate – I love going to games, but I hate trying to talk about games that I go to because it's so much more difficult. Want we'll to go back and watch the tape. Yeah. Um, Underwood said uh, he was asked about Terrence Shannon Jr. And I apparently Terrence Shannon said to him, uh, Coach, uh, leave me out. These guys are rolling. Matt's cooking right now. And Underwood said, but you know that I'm going to need you to come back in defensively to guard Hogard. And I, uh, nobody from Illinois can say Hogard right. Underwood said his name wrong. Matthew Meyer said his name wrong. So, uh, well, Izzo said, uh, Izzo said Mayor. So, Mayor, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's an easy one to mess yeah. up. Yeah. Well, Hogard, Hogard's looks like Hoggard. Yeah. Uh, Epps is already an honorary upperclassman, Jeremy says. Yeah, Epps is, Epps is looking good right now. Um, Underwood said, that's pretty brave for one of the best players in the country to say, these guys are cooking. That's when it's about us and not about the individual. We're going we're gonna to hear the us, not me line every postgame, I think, now. Good. Okay, and let, except when they lose, and then he's going to be like, tonight was about me, not us. So... Uh, Coleman Hawkins, 36 minutes, three of nine, one of four from the three. The only three hit was a huge one though. Uh, two for two from the line, nine points, eight rebounds. He had four offensive boards, two assists, one block, two turnovers. Um, he was bad first half. That was (coughs) Coleman that we don't want. I didn't think that he guarded Hauser very well, personally. Um, Brad, on the other hand, said, quote, I thought Coleman was tremendous on the defensive side. He's playing a ton of minutes. Yeah, Brad, we know he plays a ton of minutes. I think I think he was a lot better in the second half. Um, yeah. Hauser didn't really do that much in the second half, I don't think. Yeah, uh, he and, had a couple where he was just backing down, backing down, traveling, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, and, and Coleman was better the first half or the second half. Um, again, he hit that huge three to give Illinois a lead. Um, or to tie it, uh, I think, I think it was sixty to sixty. Uh, he yeah. he gave Illinois a lead, and then Danger uh, missed missed a shot with like two and a half left. That Coleman got the rebound and uh, tipped it back in. So yeah, uh, yeah, Coleman. I mean, Coleman's Coleman, right? You you love him, you hate him, you you wish that he transferred. I don't know. Um. <laughs> So I, I again, he he was really good in the second half. I guess his defense on Malik Hall was really good. Um, that's what brought uh, Underwood 
pointed out to the most. Um, I was super pissed off when Joey Hauser on the free throw got a rebound over him. And I look at eight rebounds and I, you know, I feel happy about it, but then I see that Hauser had 11 and it's like, come on, Coleman, you're a better rebounder than him. Uh, Zach says, how was the atmosphere at SFC seemed dead in the first half was disappointed could have been the broadcast, but it certainly felt louder in the second half. Okay. This is what I, I was at the top row. So I got to stand the whole time. I was excited as could be. So I got to stand the whole game. The thing that annoys me the most about Illinois fans, there's two and a half minutes left. Everybody gets up. Everybody's cheering. Michigan State makes a basket. Everybody sits down. There's two and a half minutes left, guys. Stand up, cheer. Um, Illinois State Farm Center is loud when it's loud, but Illinois fans don't know how to make. And it doesn't help that there was, you know, maybe one section of Orange Crush there. Um, That always helps. Uh, when they're all there, but I just it was like every time Michigan State made a bat, not even went on a run, just made a basket, everybody sits down. So, um, Jeremy loves seeing MSU fans complain about the refs, they usually get more calls than anyone. Yeah, I thought I thought the refs were good. Ethan's going to talk about how much he loves these refs. So, yeah, uh, sincere 11 minutes, 0 for 1, uh, got hurt, looked bad. I mean, he he couldn't get himself off the court. I thought that he tore something um, just from from looking at it and everything else. Uh, but he, like I said, he's back. He's good. Um, just a bruise. Uh, I thought that he kind of struggled against like a quicker Walker at the guard spot. Um, at times, Walker seemed to be able to get to the basket a little bit more. Um, but there wasn't a big, you know a lot of comparison, I guess, to, to really see that, to, you know, sincere didn't put his stamp on this game like he usually does, but he's going to be back. Um, I assume he's going to keep starting. Mm, probably, but yeah, they're ever going to not start him. It would be this game. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause then you got Jay Neps who plays 31 minutes this game. That might be his most this year. Um, three of 10 from the field, one of three from three, he did hit a big three uh, in the first half when Illinois was kind of struggling. Seven points, three rebounds, two steals, one block. My favorite two numbers out of this, him playing the point guard, five assists, zero turnovers. 31 minutes, zero turnovers. For a guy that kind of got thrown into now you're our point guard is phenomenal. Um, I, I thought that he got good looks. They just didn't fall. I mean – he, they just, you know, sometimes that happens. So, um, and it seemed like late in the game, he was the one facilitating the offense. Um, he was bringing the ball up. He was telling guys where to go. He was running the plays. In uh, what Brad says that, you know, this offense, we don't need point guards. It seemed like Jay Nepps stepped up in that, in that spot. So um, Underwood said of him, what a great freshman. Jaden is a gifted scorer. He has a heck of a night if he makes some layups. Defensively, I thought he did a great job fighting Walker as he learn as he is learning to play ball screen defense for the first time in his life. He is fearless and takes on any challenge. Uh, Underwood talked about this a lot about how he didn't have to play defense in in the academy or wherever he came from. I don't know if he came from high school. I don't know these days where kids come from, but uh, <clears throat> uh, 
he he's like he just scored 40 a night and he just outscored the other guy he never had to play defense so um <laughs> uh, but i but i think that Epps's defense continues to get better i think that has a lot to do with seeing you know harris and those guys go out there and and play hard all the time so that clinching layup showed nuts i assume those are nuts yeah uh, he played 32 minutes against Texas. 32. Okay. All right. I was wrong. Nice try. Nice try. Good try, idiot. Um, RJ Melendez, 18 minutes, one of two from the field. Uh, RJ, please take 17 footers every game because those you, you knock those down. Uh, one for three from the line. Uh, got fouled on the three. I think he made bizarre. the one. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. Straight. And he's been the best free throw shooter this year, uh, him and Shannon, I believe. So uh, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, his defense is still really good. Uh, offense RJ, is RJ was uh, – he was uh, 19 for 21 at the line before yeah. that trip. So – Yeah, that was – I like I – I was shocked. And that was kind of a, you know, Illinois was up five, I think. So he could have, he could have really put it away. Steve, what's going on? How you doing today? Uh, happy Sunday. I guess it's Sunday, right? Yep. Uh, Ty Rogers, my guy to watch eight minutes. Oh, for one, one rebound. I mean, I don't really think there's any spots where you're like, we need to put Ty Rogers in right now. Right. Um, I agree. So I'm not surprised that he didn't play very much in this yeah. game. Um, yeah, he, you know, Ty Rogers is that guy that comes in and tries to shut people down. Um, I don't know. Did he, did he guard Hogarth at all in this game? I don't remember. I feel like he guarded Holloman, but I don't know. Uh, I, it's hard to see from the nosebleeds. I love how RJ is playing right now. He is doing his job, not pressing anything, playing hard as well. I agree. I, I don't have any problem with how how RJ is uh, playing. Um, Other than the fact that his defense sucks. I thought his defense has been good. Well, okay. his defense from it's like – Hey, it is a heck of a lot better than it was in that. Yeah, it is. In that switch everything defense. His defense from like 15 feet in can be questionable. But also I think a lot of players get eaten alive by Hogard, so – yeah. Yeah, Hogarth's a stud. Um, other notes and quotes uh, held Michigan State to zero made threes. Uh, Michigan State went 0 for 7. Uh, Illinois themselves under 23s. I am happy with that. I will take that every time. Illinois goes 6 of 18. Uh, Brad said after the game that Michigan State was 11 for 1 if they made more than five threes and 1 for 3 if they made under five threes which I don't think that adds up to the record, but we'll go with it. <laughs> now, we'll um, took 29 against Nebraska. Yeah. And uh, 19 against Wisconsin. And then before the disaster came into play, they played uh, – who'd they play? Northwestern, right? Yeah. When the disaster was still ongoing in the Northwestern game, they took uh, 28. So uh, Illinois played really good that game. According to Brad Underwood, yeah, so. I think their uh, I think their their sweet spot for threes is right about eighteen, nineteen. I mean, I, I think you could stomach twenty two, but who knows? I think it depends on who, like yeah. Meyer was the go to guy. Here, so under you're under, under twenty fives, fine with me. Um, well, they did one of their biggest their biggest margin of victory against a uh, 
power conference school this year. They took 39 threes. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brad said their, their defensive scheme was to force a lot of twos. Um, they, they did that. Uh, Hogard and Walker were knocking them down. Uh, the, the biggest thing that jumped out at me was Michigan state had 28 points in the paint in the first half. Uh, I thought that was a lot, but of course, uh, Illinois apparently wanted them to go to the paint or take mid range. So, uh, Michigan state kind of just stopped making shots down the stretch. Hogard was missing shots. Um, they couldn't, Hauser was missing shots. So, uh, you know, the, I don't know if it was Illinois' defense that really carried them. I think it might have been more Michigan State wasn't making anything, but you take it. So, uh, team as, as a team, 10 blocks. Uh, Matthew Meyer, of course, had six of those. Um, thought it was interesting. Somebody said uh, Illinois had less turnovers than Matthew Meyer had block shots. Pretty impressive. Uh, <clears throat> free throw line. 15 of 18, shooting 83.3%. Uh, I looked it up. They're at, they were averaging 67.2 coming in this game. So 16% better. 295th uh, in the country. So I, I, if Dane Danger can start knocking down free throws, Illinois. Who do you think the number one team in the country is in free throw shooting? I have no idea. I mean, they're literally always towards the top every year. They were number one last year. Iowa. No. They're not a very good team, but they're always uh, elite at free throw shooting. I don't know. I mean, it's Tell so us. easy. So easy. I mean, it's so easy. It's right in front of you. They have a new coach because the other coach hung it up. Kansas State. Wow, I can't believe that was your guess. I just said they weren't a very good team. Kansas State's very good. <laughs> this team, uh, you, you know. What conference? I mean, their coach is on TV right now. Bruce Weber. Jesus. Uh, it's Villanova. Uh, they were number one in free throw shooting last year as well. 84.3%. It was clearly Villanova. Sorry. Well, I feel like a lot was made last year, but how great they were at the free throw line. I feel like a lot of people talked about that. Well, I'll say this about them is in terms of Villanova, why that they're really good at free throw shooting, why Illinois maybe isn't as good is because they don't really have like a, a big man that can't shoot like they, Eric Dixon plays the five for them. He's an 81% free throw shooter. So they don't really have uh and then, you know, true big. Yeah. Right. And their worst free throw shooter is their best player. Cam Whitmore, 76%. He's a, a lottery pick. So Dane Danger and Ty Rogers and sincere seem to probably be the tankers of the percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hogard, of course, was really good this game. 20 points, 8 of 16 shooting. Uh, our guys to watch for Michigan State, Malik Hall, only played 18 minutes, 2 points, 1 of 4 from the field. Um, and then Joey Hauser had 11 points, 4 of 11. He only got two threes off. He missed them both. Again, the 11 rebounds is the thing that kind of drives me nuts. Uh, so I won seeing who was on, him. on this one. As you usually do, yes. Um, well, Bleak Hall did kind of re-injure that injury that he had. It seemed yeah, like late, he, didn't, so. he didn't play much. That um, left foot. Jeremy thinks that we will hold Purdue and Indiana to under five threes as well. If we hold Purdue Indiana, under five definitely. Threes, I'm not sure about Purdue. Yeah. Uh, Jay says, crazy how good Danger has been this year, and he's only a sophomore, basically really only his first year playing. I didn't have high, high expectations going into this year either. Neither did I. Uh, if 
you were listening over the summer, I was questioning how good Dane Danger could be. Kept hearing about how good he is, you know, the the coach speak or whatever. Um, and and he continues to impress me every game he comes out. Uh, he was definitely one of those guys that wasn't a system fit at all with the way Illinois was playing early in the season. Yeah. And now that they emphasize using him a little bit more, and how many times did I have to say, whether it was tweeting it or texting it, get the ball to Dane Danger, mm-hmm. especially when Sissoko is not on the floor. Right. That matchup is not fair if he gets yeah. the ball in the right spot. And he wasn't getting the ball in the right spot for most of the first half yeah. into the second half. And then he started to uh, get it going. And he's got great touch. Great touch. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, I, I thought it was like uh, Coleman did post up once this game. It was against Ty Walker. But, uh, you know. Easy make. make. A, nice spin on. did make a, a bucket down in the post. A so. big difference for Dane, too, is that he can dribble a little bit, you know. So he could get the yeah. ball inside 18 feet and then go. But also I'd like to see him get the ball a little bit deeper anyway, because I think outside of probably Edie and maybe Dickinson, I don't think he's going to have much of a challenge and Omori, uh, Omorie as well at Rutgers. But other than that, which I think I butchered his name there, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't think he's going to have a lot of trouble with any other big and that like uh, TJD might get him a couple times, but I don't think that he's going to have that many issues against him because Kofi yeah. owned TJD. And yeah. I think that's just something that's passed along from generation. <laughs> general generational tjd ownership yeah right, can we say that all right uh brad underwood post game yeah uh there wasn't a lot um you know it was basically reiterating a lot of stuff um but they talked about the rebounds um illinois did get beat 42 to 30 on the rebounding side uh with michigan state having 15 offensive rebounds uh, he said, we got to get our guards to get their noses bloodied up. Our guards have to dig back in there. Short shots equal short rebounds. That's where those guards have to come in. So he needs the guards to crash the boards more. Uh, it seems like is what he's asking them. Um, and then the other thing, uh, uh, Izzo in the post game said something about Sky Clark was a addition by subtraction. Um, said that, and, and I don't know if he meant it. Like, I don't think he meant it as a shot at Sky. I think he meant it as like, uh, Illinois doesn't have to find a way to play nine guys. You don't have to get the time, you know, get everybody time to make them happy. Um, it seemed like when Brad was asked about this, he got, he kind of got emotional about whatever Sky's going through. Um, so I don't think it's, you know, like we said, we don't think it's basketball, um, but something's going on. Um, Underwood said, quote, Sky is a big part of our group. He's not here for his personal well-being. We were headed there, saying that Illinois was on the right track, even with Sky there. Now it's just guys got to play a few more minutes, and maybe that's giving us a little more confidence. My heart is with Sky, with what he has to deal with. That's an outsider's opinion, definitely not addition by subtraction. Um. It, I, it seems like, it seems like, you know, I can see how, when you're looking at it, you see that, um, I, it might just be a rallying thing for these guys. Right. Um, you know, they're one of their brothers is, you know, gone and going through stuff and they feel like, you know, we can rally and get going. And, and with Izzo's comments, um, about, uh, you know, playing all those guys, so just so you all know, this is why Perrin and Moretti probably won't play this year. 
because what when Goody comes back, we're back to nine deep. Where you want to play those guys and try to go eleven? That's silly, if you ask me. And Brad is not a guy that that likes going super deep. We always talk about how deep Illinois is, and he usually doesn't go super deep. So I don't think we're going to see Perrin or Moretti. Uh, Moretti arrived on campus today. Uh, they tweeted out. So, yeah, Sky's still on the road. Sky's not going anywhere. Sky's dealing with some some personal stuff. So, uh, St. Dominic, I have to continue to say I totally underestimated Brad. I mean, this is a totally different team. Meyer really gave Brad high praise. Meyer really stepped up. You and Saint are best friends now. <laughs> no, no. You know, um... <laughs> I mean, yeah. For everybody that says that Brad doesn't make adjustments, yeah, in-game adjustments you're not going to see, but he definitely changed everything, threw everything out the door with this team. So, uh, Jeremy says it sucks that he's not eligible, but I think Jane should be. Dang. <laughs> Dane should be the conversation <laughs> of the year. I hate autocorrect. Um, yeah, I. I think the conversation is probably one of the Purdue guards, Fletcher Lawyer, or maybe Jed Howard. Yeah. Probably one of those yeah. two. Is Fletcher Lawyer Lawyer the guy that played with uh, Goody in high school? Or probably. Is that I would assume because Fletcher Lawyer does have a brother, but I think his brother's a little older, so it would make sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, I like I said this game. The, at when we were at this game, I'm like, oh boy, at halftime, um, Illinois found a way to win. Matthew Meyer stepped up huge. Guys made plays when they needed to make plays, and this was this was kind of like the you know we thought Illinois was getting better. We thought Illinois, and this was kind of the game where we we were going to find out if Illinois got better, and. Uh, seemed like a statement win for these guys. Um, and hopefully, you know, 17 and three still alive, baby. That's all I got to say. It's true, but I mean, it's going to die <laughs> soon. It's going to win. Still alive. If I had to guess when it will die, I would probably say Tuesday, January 24th would be my guess for when it dies. Okay. When the uh, Buckeyes roll into town, because that's usually always an automatic loss. Uh, but that's where we're yeah, at. Because they're good. Well, they are, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but I just want to highlight that the the cheating oh, yeah, crew in this game. Yeah, it did go down a little bit, but uh, overall, Keith Kimball's number one referee in the country, according to Ken Palm, and John Gaffney's number seventeen, and Kelly Pfeiffer's number twenty-five. So a they were quick crew. to tee up the benches, were they not? Yep. Holy and uh, when Michigan State got the technical the call, started to go their way. When Illinois got the technical, calls started to go their way. Yeah, uh, I don't know why Michigan State fans complained so much about the refs in this game because it's not really egregious. Um, by yeah, uh, free throws were pretty close. Thirteen um, free throws and then fouls were seventeen ten. Michigan yeah. State had seventeen fouls. Yeah. So yeah, it was, definitely wasn't. It is crazy. surprising to me. I mean, that like, Illinois like only... the the charge, the charge that R.J. Melendez got was probably a terrible call. Um. There was a really bad call on Hawkins too, where yeah, he like barely but, even touched him. It was a clean block. Uh, yeah. The the play that Izzo got teed up on, I mean, neither block was a foul, so I don't know what he was talking right. about there. <laughs> yeah. I guess how far he was away from the play, maybe. Yeah. I determined well, he was getting there, fired up before that. He usually so. likes to get a grip 
get a hold of the ref. He likes to get the refs by the balls uh, <laughs> to get to get the calls there. But right. um, yeah, kind of weird. The the Michigan State fans went on and on and on about the refs. I mean, you lost the game by nine. Shut the hell up. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that Illinois only had ten fouls though, considering the fact that like Michigan State only took seven threes. They were going inside a lot. Yeah, so I'm a little bit surprised about that, but I, that's about, a, that's what impressed me about Dane so much is that how well he can defend without fouling. Like all his fouls seem like they're off the ball. Like he 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 doesn't come down. He's straight up all the time. So yeah. Well, let's also toss this in there. Are we going to talk about how Illinois got absolutely murdered on the glass? Are we? I said something. You did you? I feel like you didn't go into it enough. <laughs> they got murdered on the glass, like in ways that Brett Underwood teams are usually not murdered on the glass. Right. Fifteen uh, to eight offensive rebounds. Total rebounds forty-two to thirty. Yeah. It's a beatdown on the glass. When yeah. was the last time Illinois was out rebounded like that? Had to be a while. I um, mean, they out rebounded Nebraska by eight. They uh, out rebounded Wisconsin by three. Uh, Northwestern, they uh, out-rebounded them by three. I mean, we go on and on here. Bethune-Cookman, obviously, 39-36. to 36. That was a close one. Jeez. 12 <laughs> offensive rebounds for Bethune. Jesus Christ. Uh, Missouri didn't miss very many shots, but Illinois still. The hilarious thing about that game is that Illinois had 19 offensive rebounds against Missouri. More offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds. <laughs> uh, but the Illinois had a pretty long streak of out-rebounding opponents. I'm just trying to find the last time they did not rebound an opponent. Yeah. I mean, I I literally put a quote in there and talked about it. I don't think you talked about it enough. My listen, uh, Jay said he checked the Sparty message boards after the game, and they were crying about the refs. Welcome to being an Illini fan, Sparty. <laughs> I think every, everything, every time somebody said something, somebody would be like, we've been dealing with it for the last 20 years at Michigan State. So, I think up. Illinois out-rebounded every opponent this season until this game. Really? Uh, nope. Virginia out-rebounded them by three. Well, nobody would box out Joey Hauser. They also got out-rebounded by UCLA by one. Other than that, the, yeah, three games. In games where they've been out-rebounded, they're two and one. El- and Illinois is more of a, like, fly-at-the-basket type rebounding team than just box a guy out. That's, and that's the be so thing. weak that the ball comes out of your hand if you get touched. <laughs> they're usually into that as well. Yes. All right. Illinois at Minnesota. Illinois twelve and five on the season, three and three in the Big Ten. Now there's like eight teams in the Big Ten with three losses, I believe. Uh, unless Rutgers loses here, then it'd be nine, I believe, um, which they're up two with a minute to go at home against Ohio State. Uh, Minnesota seven and eight, one and four in the Big Ten. This is five o'clock tomorrow night, Monday. Uh, Big Ten Network. Did Illinois play? Was that Purdue game last year on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, or was that? Yeah, it was like eleven a.m. Yeah, that was an early one. That was maybe I, game was of it, the year in the Big Ten. Was it Martin Luther King Day? It was one of those. Uh, I know January it was a Monday holidays. holiday. Yeah, but January seventeenth. That had to be it last year. Yeah, um, yeah. Illinois losing that game in double overtime. That was a great, a great game for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, it was. I mean, it, you know, it was a it fun was. game. Was Illinois game. had no business being in that game, but Curbelo pulled them together and into the game. So, uh, anyway. Uh, Illinois won at Minnesota the last two seasons, both of the last two seasons, by a total of 54 points in the two games. Obviously, absolutely destroyed them in the uh, one seed year, and the last season was a pretty good beatdown as well. Uh, Minnesota is 3-7 and seven since Thanksgiving, but they're coming off of a road win at Ohio State. Despite the fact they tried to throw the game away, they uh, 
they 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 won by three, despite horrific three free throw shooting down the stretch. I was looking up because Rutgers and Ohio State are headed to overtime. Overtime. So Minnesota in that game against Ohio State shot nine for sixteen from the line, but I believe they missed like four or five late. So they had some trouble there uh, with you know Payne, Samuels, and Cooper being the only other three guys that shot free throws other than Garcia. Those guys combined were one for uh, five. So yeah, not great. Uh, but uh, Jamison Battle returns. They brought in UNC transfer. Who was it Marquette the year before? It didn't work out at UNC for him last year. I think he left pretty early in the season, last season for them. Uh, Dawson Garcia, a fun stat. They're like I said, free throw shooting is an issue. They're 360th in the country in free throw shooting. It's only 65 spots behind the Illini, so not too far away there. Uh, but they have a stretch of home against Illinois and Purdue at Michigan, home against Indiana at Northwestern at Rutgers until February 1st. So. If if they lose to Illinois, like I think they probably That's will tomorrow, they are probably going to be, uh, let's see, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe one and ten in the Big Ten, maybe two and nine at best. I'm surprised they've won a game to this point, but uh, yeah, they, you know, they share the ball a little bit. Twenty-seven in the country in assists per field goals made, which I think is a percentage here. This fifty-nine point three, because I don't think they have fifty-nine assists per every field goal made. I think they just have assists on fifty-nine percent of their field goals made or something. To that effect would be my <laughs> assumption of that stat. Uh, Sounds right. If Ken Palm would like to jump in and let us know, <laughs> that would be great. That's a stat that Illinois is 168th in in the country. Um, so pretty much assist percentage. Lafayette's number one. Anyway, I get way too caught up in these stats on there Ken Palm. If I see a list, I'm just like, who's number one? Uh, Minnesota projected starting lineup, uh, Talon Cooper. Six foot four, he'll run the point. He's shooting 56% from three. Uh, Moorhead State transfer. I watched him play one time last season, like an actual, like I was fully watching the game. It was the uh, it was the conference title game against Murray State last year in the uh, uh, whatever the hell conference they were in last year. I don't know, Ohio Valley, I think. Yeah, uh, decent player. player, decent player. He'll run the point though. They'll have Torres Samuels, six foot one, Dartmouth transfer. He'll play the two in a wild split this season. He's 28% from the field. Uh, he's 37% from three and 37% from the free throw line. So <laughs> what the hell happened there? I think he's... Uh, That's crazy. I want to say he's one for one for eight from the free throw line or something like that. So, yeah, he's 0 for two, I think, in the last game. But uh, bizarre to be that bad from the free throw line as a guard, I would say. Uh, would be great at Illinois, though, for sure, with those numbers. Um, at Jameson Battle at the three, six foot seven. His numbers have dipped from last season, but I still think he's some sort of a threat. I'm um, trying to see how Illinois did against him last season um, in that game. He was originally at George Washington, I believe, transferred in last season. This is his second year, kind of the face there for them going into the season. I think it's more so probably Garcia now. Uh, but last season against Illinois, he was uh, four for 10 from the field with 10 points and two rebounds. So not much going. This is a very different team from last season. They don't really have a lot of the same guys. They also right. they played uh, 11 Truth guys heavy. against Illinois last year. They played 11 guys in that wow. game. And this is when they were 10-2. and two. Everyone's like, oh, is Minnesota maybe like decent? And it's like, no, they're not. 
because uh, they started ten and two overall and finished the season uh, not ten and two. They finished the season uh, thirteen and seventeen, so not good. Uh, then they also have Joshua Ola Joseph, six foot seven freshman, three star, two hundred twenty third ranked freshman, probably their second best in the class. They also have uh, uh, I can't remember his first name, Payne, coming off the bench as their top freshman by number which doesn't always mean everything considering the fact that Illinois' best freshman this year is probably their third ranked out of the four. Yeah. And then their second best, probably their fourth ranked, and their third best is by their second ranked, and their best is the top ranked, but he's no longer on the team right now. Correct. Moving along. Uh, Pharrell Payne is his name, freshman. He'll play a lot. Uh, Then they have Dawson Garcia Center, uh, third school in three years. He's actually playing. I mean, he played at Marquette, didn't really do anything at UNC, but at Minnesota now, closer to home, I think. Uh, 28 points, nine rebounds, two assists in the win over Ohio State. So, yeah, he's been good. good player. Good player, but I think Dane can handle him. Got some comments. Jeremy says, if Epps gets 0.4 points per game more, we have five averaging double digits. That's awesome. Uh, St. Dominic is still conspiracy theory. Uh, thinks that Izzo knows something. Uh, Rodnell Frazier, Trey Frazier's dad. Love you guys. Podcast, very interesting. Uh, if you are Trent Frazier's dad, uh, congratulations to Trent. He's doing awesome overseas. Uh, Jeremy, a lot of people forgot. Underwood's team don't hit their stride till January. That's right. True. They always do it, and then they right. kind of dip dip in March. If they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, I mean, there's different reasons, whether it's the, the game plan of Loyola Chicago or the athleticism of Houston. I'm not going to blame Underwood or, or Illinois for that, but I will say that, January and February have typically been pretty good for Brad, especially yeah. like to end the regular season. They always are on a heater of some yeah. sort. So, yep. uh, and their schedule lines up very well for them to be able to do this because Michigan State and Wisconsin on paper are probably games where you're like coin toss. You get lucky with wall out, and then you beat Michigan State, and then you take care of business against Nebraska, you take care of business against Minnesota. You're in a good spot. Uh, adjusted offensive efficiency for Illinois, 39th right now in Ken Palm, Minnesota, 196th. Adjusted defensive efficiency, Illinois 26th, Minnesota 149th. And then tempo, once again, uh, Minnesota likes to slow it down in the half court. Similar to Michigan State, 300th is Minnesota's tempo and Illinois 61st. So a uh, big contrast there. And then, I mean, overall, Minnesota reads is like a mid mid to top tier, <sighs> mid-major school. Mid-major, yeah. 175th overall in Kinpom, Illinois 23rd. So no surprise that the metrics are that far apart. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, I mean, besides the Ohio State game, they, they just have not been good. I don't know what happened to Ohio State, but um, yeah, Ohio State's been know, the, if Ohio State's not knocking <laughs> shots down, they're in trouble. I mean, they right. shot 46% from three in that game, which is good, but they only made six of them, and then from two is where they really got killed. They were 35%, 18 of 51, so that's just not enough. And and uh, Minnesota was effective inside the arc in that game, Pharrell Payne was five for six inside the arc. Garcia was seven for 11. Battle was four for six. Uh, Ola Joseph was one for one. Cooper was three for seven. That's a lot of efficiency inside the arc for Minnesota that really allowed them to win that game. Um, but other than that, I don't think that this team has been real impressive. I can't really see. You look at their schedule, they're seven and eight. Uh, I I don't, I mean, their best win of the year is Ohio State. And then after that, it's not even like there's no team even close. The only other team they've beaten that is higher ranked than them is Cal Baptist, and they beat them at neutral site by one in overtime. 
And that's a school that has good metrics, but they're 11 and eight. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And two or th- that team is three and three in the Western athletic conference. I don't think that's yeah. a very good basketball team. Uh, players to watch. We got our boy Jeremy out here reminding everybody to like, to like, subscribe, do whatever. Jeremy says 20 guys, one like. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, players to watch. Here we go. Um, I went with uh, Coleman Hawkins. I want to see if we can get good Coleman back, right? I, like I said, second half was definitely much better than the first half. Um, first half, he kind of he had some lackadaisical passes, uh, things like that. So I think that this is – I assume – that Darson Garcia Coleman Hawkins is going to be the matchup. I know that Garcia plays their five, but he's also a stretch five. So I went with Dar- Dawson Garcia, um, who's averaging 15 and a half, six and a half rebounds a game and shooting 46% from the field. Whoops. <laughs> he's shooting around 30% from three. So I think that's going to be a matchup to watch. I, I, I would guess that Dane's going to start on Garcia. We'll see how it goes from there. But, uh, we need we need well, more decisive Coleman Hawkins. I think we'd much rather see Dane guard a stretch five than Kofi. So they do have that. Yes. Uh, but if Dane doesn't guard Garcia, who's he going to guard? I mean, they have, exactly. Yeah, so he's going to. Which I think, yeah, and it's going to be like on matchups when when guys are in or whatever. Um, you know, that's going to change. But uh, yeah, I, Dane's definitely going to start on him. I just think that. That if if Dane gets stretched and he can't handle it, they're gonna have to switch something up. So, yeah, uh, I'm going with RJ Melendez. I think uh, in road games it's important to have a guy that you can spot up in the corner and make some shots. Uh, we saw RJ make a couple at Nebraska. That's a very important part of road games. I think if RJ can be a spot up in the corner type guy, make a few threes here and there, that goes a long way in winning and controlling games on the road. So. I'm looking for RJ to have a good game. I think in terms of defensive, uh, the defensive game plan for Illinois, I think I like RJ's matchups against certain guys on this team that he can defend. If he was still starting, I'd be very curious to see him guard Ola Joseph. Probably it would be my pick for him to guard, but uh, he's not. So, uh, but I think if RJ can make a few threes, goes a long way in winning road games. Uh, and then I went Jameson Battle, Minnesota. Obviously, my. Uh, player to watch there i just think that he was their best player last season he's been a bit of a slower start this season like a lot of that is due to garcia being kind of their number one yeah threat on the offensive end i don't know who jameson did battle make some preseason big 10 teams i think he did yeah because yeah. he had good numbers last season they've gone down a little bit this season but i i think you probably start the game if you if the lineup is what it's been i think you go danger versus garcia I think you probably go Hawkins against Battle, which I like that matchup for for Hawkins. Yeah, you go Meyer against Ola Joseph, Sincere. I almost want to put Sincere against Cooper, but I think you don't. It's I think you probably just shooter. go Shannon against Cooper, and then Sincere against Samuels or Epps against Samuels because I think that's the only lineup change that is made. If there is one, would be flipping right. those two yeah. in and out. But I think Illinois. From a defensive standpoint, I think they match up much better against Minnesota than Michigan State. I thought they matched up pretty right. well with Michigan State, but I think this is a much better matchup. And, of course, with the way the Big Ten is, I mean, this game will probably be closer than it should be. And, hell, maybe Illinois loses. I doubt it, but, I, you know, you never know. That's, I mean, you never know. I always go. I, I got to th- You got to think that, you know, 
the way that Minnesota has been playing, you know, lost to Wisconsin by three, lost to Nebraska by two, beat Ohio State. It's got to put Minnesota a little bit more on the radar than than if they would have just been losing all the way to this game. And I think Brad has probably gotten the life in the Big Ten message across to this team by now. Right. Uh, right. which I think they learned the hard the hard way about that in the Penn State game mm-hmm. and the Northwestern game. So mm-hmm. yeah. and they lost that other Big Ten game that I can't remember, but uh yeah. Who'd they lose to? Who what? Missouri? No, they had another big what was the third Big Ten loss? Oh, their third Big Ten loss. Uh <laughs> why am I forgetting this? Oh I don't my know. god. They lost to somebody for sure. That's uh, certain. Um, <laughs> did they? Did they? I don't think they lost to anybody. Three and three. Penn State, uh, Maryland. There you go. Jesus. And Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, I think they learned the hard way about how hard it is to win on the road in the Big Ten. Yeah. With the Maryland loss and the Northwestern yeah. loss, they responded by destroying Nebraska on the road. Thanks, Bergie. You're, you're yeah. late, but thanks. <laughs> well, probably had it before us in real time. Yeah. Fell asleep. Uh, Zach wants to know what you think the line will be. I'm going to say mm. 10 and a half. I'm going to say 12 and a half because I think Illinois – do you think Illinois is back in the top 25 tomorrow? I think they are. I think they're just in. Yeah, they could I be. I mean, Jeff Goodman has them 18th right now. So yeah. Yeah, we're but back. Good, I don't think Goodman ever had them out of the top 25 in his. So. Well, he also said he doesn't really believe in them, and he trusts North Carolina more right now because North Carolina has a point yeah. guard. He doesn't think Illinois has a point guard, which I, I don't really think Epps is a true point guard, but I think he's capable of. He's not R.J. Davis, that's for sure. You know. Yeah, I think but he's I, I, I really think that he's stepping into the role big time. Like, this game showed a lot, yeah, because like he initiated a, a lot of the late offense, like you yeah. said, and uh, five assists, no turnovers. That's legit, especially yeah. against Michigan State, who I don't know if Michigan State pressures the ball a lot, but. You know, kind of, sort of. A lot of top 25 losses yesterday they could sneak in. I don't think it's a sneak in. I think they're in. Like, they've got third, They got the same amount of votes as Rutgers last week. Rutgers yeah. about to beat Ohio State. They're up four with 30 seconds left. But don't tell that to uh, Dayton, who simultaneously, while Illinois was taking care of business against Michigan State, Dayton blew a four-point home lead with 28 seconds left against VCU. Uh, don't tell that to them because you never know when you could blow a four-point lead. But anyway, predictions. Uh, predictions. Uh, I got Illinois uh, winning this pretty well. Uh, I think Minnesota averages around 64 points a game, so I think Illinois keeps them under that. Uh, Illinois 78, Minnesota 62. If the spread's 10, bet your house. That's Don't do that. I, I do not condone that. Do it responsibly. <laughs> Bet your house responsibly. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm going 73-58. I think Illinois' defense is too much for Minnesota to overcome unless Garcia and Battle are both in one. I think they're both going to need to get 20-plus to have a shot in this game. Yeah. Uh, and I think Illinois is going to make some threes. I think Meyer, Melendez, Epps are all going to knock down a few triples. I think Shannon, while I think it's going to be a little bit harder for him to get to the rim and, than it has been in some games, I still think he can do it. Um in this game. So I think Illinois matches up well, and I think that they get another win. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy says that Illinois was already 25th well, in the net before this game. There's Imagine no correlation we'll right tomorrow. Uh, and Bratz, what's going on? Uh, he said, I said on some chat about the team problems that 
Illini, I would win five in a row, and then Sky comes back, and we hear crickets from the Michigan fans. They have three of the five right now. I don't know if Sky will be back this year, but um, Luke Goody uh, is set to uh, He'll be back. start progress progression to practice. Um, Underwood said that he sprinted yesterday, um, and he will start uh, very shortly with some light individual workouts on the court. I'm going to say it's going to be a week at least. I'll say Ohio State game, 24th. That sounds fair. Nine days. I I, I think that, uh, yeah, so we should be seeing Goody soon, and then Brad's got to figure out how to play nine again. So I yay. also think, by the way, <laughs> the Big Ten, the Big Ten is going, they had two teams in last week. It was Purdue and Wisconsin. I think they're going to lose Wisconsin, but I think they're going to get Illinois and Rutgers. In I think both those teams had the same amount of votes. Last week they both had 13 votes. Michigan State lost. Wisconsin lost what two? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Illinois and Rutgers both went two and zero, oh, and uh, both had a road win and a home win. And uh, Michigan State and Nebraska doesn't add up to Ohio State and Northwestern, but it's pretty much the same. And with the amount of teams that lost. In the top 25, I think that changes everything. Illinois, by the way, 23rd in the net right now. They're 2-3 and three in quad one, 3-2 and two in quad two, and then uh, combined 7-0 and oh and 3-4. and four. So no really bad losses. They got five wins in the top two quads, which is not that many teams with more uh, because the only team – or some teams that you look at is like Boise State has no quad one wins, but they have six in quad two, so they have more than Illinois in the top two. But, yeah, uh, yeah. which – the fact that if you look at margins and like numbers, the net sucks. It just does. <laughs> like the fact that Alabama is third and Tennessee second is like, come on. Look at Alabama's margin of victory in the SEC. Yeah. It's like plus, what did I say earlier? Plus 120 and five games. I mean, come on. Yeah. They're beating Al- these by Alabama 20 points. Alabama is, yeah. And really uh, you know, Houston's only loss? Alabama. Where was that game? At Houston. So suck on that committee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the top 25, you had, uh, let's see, Duke lost, they're out. Uh, Missouri lost twice, I think, they're out. Um, Marquette lost today to Xavier. I mean, that's a, that's a good loss, but they're probably out. Um, As Illinois Wisconsin fans, do you guys want to be ranked? I don't really care either way. <laughs> that's my response. You know. They've been good in both spots. I hear a lot of, oh yeah, they see the read the newspaper clippings. <laughs> not not this late in the season. I don't think that they'll be too concerned with that. Yeah. Uh let's see. Around the Big Ten. Michigan. Around the Big Ten we go. Michigan beat Northwestern in Ann Arbor. Today, right? Yep. That's Northwestern today. had a lead in the second half, but Michigan took over late. Uh Jet Howard was really good in this game. 16 points, four for six from three. Buffkin was really good as well. 20 points, nine for 11 from the field. Um, Dickinson didn't have to do much. Two for seven from the line for Dickinson. That's pretty bizarre, but 10 points, 15 boards, three assists, one block, two steals. So <laughs> Northwestern, they have, uh, they've lost uh, a few since, uh, or a couple. They've lost three of five, and they uh, have lost back-to-back. Brat says, rank them 240 and they never lose. Uh, McKinty says, what big coach is most on the hot seat? Juwan Howard? Mm. Well, coming up here shortly, you're going to hear 
Ethan's ranking of the Big Ten coaches. So, but see, uh, a lot of people ranking different things in the Big Ten. So I'll be like, can, okay, uh, I'll jump in. I don't think Juwan Howard's going anywhere. Probably not. I would say the most Nazis probably goes to the NBA. Yeah, probably Fred Hoiberg would be. If Northwestern continues to lose, then Collins is up there. But other than that, I don't think there's really anybody in danger this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but Brad Underwood was a few weeks ago, apparently. Uh, Indiana beat Wisconsin 63-45 at the Assembly Hall in Bloomington. Uh, I, I think Wisconsin's dead without Tyler Wall. Yeah, they're in a rough spot. They're one and three without him. Their only win was against Minnesota. They just don't have any scorers without him. I mean, yeah. Other than you have Crowell and Hepburn, and then you have those three point shooters, but those guys aren't going to be, they're mostly freshmen. They're not going to be super consistent. So it's a tough spot to be in. I I don't really know. Rutgers wins 68 64, moves to five and two in the Big Ten. Yeah, Rutgers is really good. Wow, 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 wow. Get them in the top 25. Yeah, and that's why, like, everybody's like, oh, Indiana's got everybody back. What about Rugby? I know they lost, you know, a couple guys, but they got McConnell and they lost Ed, the two Ed best Band. guys. <laughs> well, you know, you know how that works, though. They're two best when they never pass the ball. They, sure. That that Rutgers team was not a team. They I mean, got they their like a team this year. They got their defensive anchors yeah. back: McConnell, yeah. Mulcahy, and Omori guard. All yeah. three zones. And Mulcahy stepped up offensively. And Cam Spencer, the uh, Loyola Maryland transfer, big time. Mm-hmm. He's been big time. Yep. Uh, let's get an update on the Illini women's team. They are up 13 with 250 to go against Minnesota. Probably a win. They're going to move to 15 and three, go right back up in the rankings. They got a big Wednesday night game against number six, Indiana. That's Indiana, a home game. Yeah. So hopefully get a lot of people in the crowd. Show there. up, show out. Apparently, there's fake tickets being sold too, so be oh, nice. careful out very there. Very good, very good. <laughs> That's good. There's only you know five thousand empty seats left, so make sure you buy them from the University of Illinois. Are we uh, worried about the depth on this team? Thoughts of, of what team? The women's team. They got sixty-two of uh, or sixty-five you know, of sixty-eight points from starters today. They play quarters. They don't That's need depth. True. That's fair. Uh, all right. Without further ado, going. and Bros is going to the girls' game. The Here we go. Rankings. We're going to start from the bottom. I can't even see these guys, so uh, yeah, these are he's got these them legit. Literally got them blacked out on my screen, so I don't. I don't know this order. Number fourteen, Ben Johnson, Minnesota. Not a knock on him. I don't think he's a bad coach. Just no success to this point, and not really any opportunity for it. Uh, they lost Marcus Carr, which I think was probably a blessing because what's the point? I mean, if you're if you're bad though, I think it'd be fun to have Marcus Carr. Sure. <laughs> um, but not a knock on him. I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't really think there's any really bad coaches in the Big Ten. That's why it's the Big Ten. But there's coaches that could be. How much better would Minnesota be if Marcus Carr was still there? They would probably be worse from a record perspective, <laughs> but they might be more okay. fun. All right. I don't know though. Uh, Thirteen, Seems Chris harsh. Collins. Zero success at Northwestern except for one season. Tough spot, tough spot. Uh, returned a lot of guys from last season. Lost a couple, though. They lost uh, Young to Duke, and they lost Nance to North Carolina. But they've been better this season than expected. That being said, I think they're going to start coming back down to earth, although I think they showed a decent amount of fight at Michigan today. Uh, yeah. They did have a lead in the second half. But, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, number 12, number 12, Mike Woodson, uh, uh, Indiana, a, a hire that I was very critical of, and I don't think I've been wrong to this point. 
think about how many players he's gotten back year to year. And some of the players they brought in haven't done They're anything. Most win the natty this year. Yeah. Hood Shafino is a good player. I'm still coming along. Compete for the Big Ten right now. So yeah. Uh they 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 are kind of a team that without a guy to run their offense, they're a train wreck. So yeah, I think that's a problem that they they would run into uh, for that. So uh, yeah, whatever. I'm very distracted by all the stuff going on, on the TV. <laughs> Number eleven, Sports. I think. I think he's a good coach, but they just do him on Sundays, right? <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, I think Hoiberg is a, is is a good coach, but they just it they just haven't gotten anything going at Nebraska. Uh, so 11th, I think is probably more than fair. I think some people would have him lower than this given his record, but, uh, all right. Number 10 doing a good job right now. Micah Shrewsbury. Um, I think he has very good opportunity to jump into the top eight or so at the, uh, by the end of the year, uh, with, with all this, they've had a, a decent amount of success. The program was not in a great spot when he took over, uh, but they've been pretty good. I think Pickett's obviously a huge part of that. Uh, number nine, another guy that thinks a good coach, Kevin Willard, Maryland. I think he'll get it going here soon. Uh, they've hit a bit of a, you know, they're two and three in the Big Ten now. They've they've hit a bit of a a rough patch as well. Yeah, playing Iowa right now. So. Yeah. And Bratz uh, says Indiana has no game, no away games when they start the season, and then suddenly away kills them. Yeah, I they did maybe, they did win at Xavier. Yeah, but he, like they had that they had that. Uh, MTE that they hosted in Indiana themselves. And it's just, I like, if you think that you're going to be fighting for a national title, you should probably beef up your schedule a little bit to start out. Anyways, go ahead. number eight, Greg guard has done a good job keeping Wisconsin afloat, lost some stuff year to year, but uh, they've been good overall. Obviously this year they've been in a tough spot without wall, but I think eight's a fair spot. Number seven, number seven. Here's everybody's best friend, Fran McCaffrey. Number seven, <laughs> Fran's a, a pretty good coach. I mean, he's 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 done. They like what they've lost from two years ago with Garza, Wieskamp, and all those guys, uh, and they've still been successful. They're about to. They'll probably beat Maryland today. They'll be four and three in the Big Ten. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, after the debacle at oh god against yeah. Eastern. Yeah, that was that was obviously a real bad one. But yeah, I agree. Number six, another one of Illini fan favorites, Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard <laughs> uh, recruited well. Uh, tournament success. They've been like the only school that's really had it in the last couple of years in the Big Ten. Um, it always helps when your son's a lottery pick too. That's true. He's very good, <laughs> and, and obviously getting Dickinson back. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, number five, number five, Brad Underwood. All right, all right, number five, very respectable. I was never gonna put Jawan ahead of him. Absolutely I don't care not. what Michigan. Like you, you could Can't definitely make it. You could definitely make an argument because of tournament success, but I'm not about to do that. <laughs> um, I refuse. Uh, number four, 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 Chris Holtman, Ohio State. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good, I think very good player developer. Uh, You look at what Zed Key's become. You look at Justice Suing. You look at what Branham did in one year. You look at Liddell. I like what he does there for sure. Uh, Number three, we're into the top three. Number three, 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 Steve (laughs) Peichel. Talk about a coach who can do a lot with a little. 
not like he's had a little the last couple of years, but Steve Peichel can coach the basketball. Very good. Elite, some would say. Um, and I would also say that. So there you go. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, number two, number two, two, two. Matt Painter. All right. Very nice. Maybe the one of the best X's and O's guys in the Big Ten. Maybe the best. He's up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's had he's had a decent amount of tournament success the last few years or the last like six years probably. Uh, let's see. And they win. They should make a run this year too. So. Sweet sixteen last year, round one, twenty twenty one, elite eight, twenty nineteen, sweet sixteen, twenty eighteen, sweet sixteen, twenty seventeen. So uh, three out of the past or uh, five out of the past seven. Times they or five of the past six times they made the tournament, they've uh, gotten out of the first round every time except for the one which was a bad one in 2021 when they lost North Texas in round one as a four seed. By the way, Purdue a four seed that year, an 18 and nine four seed. That's a it's COVID year stuff for you right there. Uh, anyway, and I think we all know who number one is number one 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 <laughs> Tom Izzo, favorite of all Illini fans, obviously. <clears throat> I'm a big Izzo fan. So um, anybody, anybody you want to come at me, let's go. I mean, you don't think Izzo's fallen off over the years? Falling I don't think he's fallen off Bold. enough to the point. Like, think about the teams he's had the last few years. Like, he hasn't – ever since Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr. were gone, they haven't had very much there right. in terms of, like, the, the normal lottery talent yeah. or the elite college player. Yeah. So I think what he – especially two years ago when they uh, – that team two years ago was not very good at all. When they won that first four game against uh, against UCLA, and everyone's freaking out, or they might have lost that game actually. But everyone, they did lose, but everyone's freaking out like, "Oh, Izzo's too hard on his players." Oh, oh, oh. I mean, come on. <laughs> Heard that the lineup, the lineup for that thing. team, the lineup for that team. Aaron Henry, good player. He was much better last season than he was the year before. Lank Josh Langford just wasn't healthy most of his career. Rocket Watts, just so inconsistent. Uh, Malik Hall was young. And Julius Marble, that's not a very good basketball team. And they've developed a lot of players into their lineup now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Zach and McKenzie right now. I think that Painter is uh, the better coach right now. So, Looking back on it, I kind of wanted to make a statement with it's Izzo. Okay. But I, right. think, I, think, I think Painter, there's definitely an argument for him to be number one. But I don't think there's any. It's a close one, too. Yeah, outside of that, I I don't really see anybody better than Peichel for the three spot. Uh, I think Holtman and Underwood and Howard, you could probably flip those in some way. Yeah, maybe Fran too. Um, Why isn't Izzo getting the players? Um, Michigan's starting to get a lot of players. Yeah, uh, Izzo has a weird like. I mean, he didn't get any transfers this year. He hates the train. He's just he's old man. You know, he's. He doesn't like this new age stuff, battling for NIL stuff. Um, he had, they are getting uh, what's his face that we wanted to come to Illinois. Oh, the sure. guy that's there's not even close to being their best recruit, Jeremy Fears. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Fears, four star number thirty two. Yeah. But you know who else they're getting? He's he's Xavier got a good Booker. class coming in. Xavier Booker's number four and the top center. Yeah, and he's got two more four stars in the top seventy as well. So Izzo his is class back. is yeah, he's still <laughs> fine. I mean, you know, he got two two four stars coming in this year, um, and then the year before that, twenty twenty one, he had uh, Max Christie was a five star, Jay Nakins was a four Max star. Max Christie was a bust, and he still went to the NBA. Yeah, not great. 
2020, he had the uh, number 52 class. Sissoko is a four-star. Hogard four-star. But, it, like, they can develop those. Like, they get a lot of four-stars, and they can develop them. So Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that I forgot to mention, uh, while in Champaign, we were going to Cam's, and uh, we walked into Cam's. It was a $20 cover with, like, an hour and a half left of them being open. So, we walked out. And Mike Latulip walks by. So I started talking to him. I uh, gave him a card. He said that he'd come on the show. I don't know if, you know, he's just saying that. Um, we He's like, oh, I'm going to the cams. I know some people. And we're like, it's 20 bucks. And we're not going in. And they he walked in, and they said they weren't allowing anybody else in. So rip Mike Latulip trying to get into cams. <laughs> but maybe he'll be on the show. I know he already does, you know, line I inquire and stuff. And but, we've been uh, totally forthright with those guys. He said he said that he would come on. So I, you know, it was twelve thirty in the morning. So maybe we have a bad. I wonder if we have a bad. Do we? Do you think we have a bad rep amongst the Illini podcasts and stuff? I don't have any clue. I, I could care less. Also, so. I would say I would say it'd be me that would have that. I I, I don't think those guys give a. Shit if they do, it. they're soft. So. Yeah, we haven't had a guest since Dion Thomas, and that was January 2021. He does a radio post game that lasts all the way home. Yeah, I think I think that he's really good at breaking down games. Like I said, I watched his last one. I try not to watch him much because I don't want to feel like I'm stealing his words. So, but we haven't had a guest on this podcast in over two years, folks. Mike Latula, bring him on. Talk about right state. Exactly. All, <laughs> All right. right. This has been long enough. Uh, <laughs> we will be back. Uh, let's see. When do they play next? Uh, they play Indiana Thursday? They play tomorrow. Well, <laughs> yeah. They play Indiana, Indiana Thursday. Thursday right? Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll be back at some point. Yeah. Wednesday, probably. All right. Uh, that'll do for us. <laughs> or See not. You next time I don't know. For episode 140. Goodbye. <laughs> Later.